This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, it's a new week. It's a new edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. And we're happy. We're happy. The Asian swing has brought us some cheer. It's brought some end of season cheer. We almost went close last week, the 21 fi- 20 to 1 finalists. And today, our Astana pick uh, from Mr. Sean Cav, our senior ATP tour handicapper, is joining me this evening. Adrian Manorino. Yo, Adrian, we did it. We did it. Rocky Balboa. Uh, big win there, 16 to 1. Adrian Manorino got through. Uh, a nice winner. A nice couple of weeks, Sean, are in profit. Looking, the, the, the ship has sailing into no- nice cool waters at the moment yeah it's them it's the variance of those outrights again isn't it you know we've struggled with them a lot this season um and then you get two in two weeks that sometimes how it works you know you always you always hit a few big price ones in the year they don't normally all come in little spells i'd like them to be spread out one every month or so would be, would be nice uh which is pretty much what we got last year wasn't it um this year it's been tough right i, I did check into this actually over 70 percent of the tournaments this year have been won by one of the top four or five seeds. So it's been kind of slim pickings for for big priced outrights. Only less than 30% of the taunts have been won by someone outside that top four or five in the market. So it's been difficult. Um, it's nice to get that over the line, although Manorino didn't exactly do it easily, did he? Uh, setting a breakdown, then he thought, well, it is a final. I might start playing now. And um, yeah, he, he managed to take advantage. Corders, by the way, I don't know whether you saw my Twitter. His, his record now is 314 win loss in finals, Corder. At all levels, that includes futures and challenges and stuff. So it's tough times for him. But um, frankly, at the moment, who cares? <laughs> we, exactly. we needed him to do us a favour, didn't we, to be honest? Exactly. He's taken our profit up to 14.84 points here on the show. Um, I think that's higher than that. I, I need to I need to check that because um, you know, I think that's higher than that. I think we were like seven points up before we had a 16. I think it's the different odds on Manorino. I think he was... I think he was about tens, wasn't he? Oh, okay. I need to check. Anyway, I'm going to check it out. I'm, I'm now. I mean, I'm in. I'm in a. I'm in a sort of confident mood. So I'm going to, I'm going to check that. Out. But at the moment, we're saying four to anyway. It's profits, profits. Doesn't 14, matter. It's 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 doesn't reasonable, matter. isn't it? That doesn't matter. When we were losing it, every point mattered. But nah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's no problem. It's fine. you check it out. You do the maths. I'll do. I'll, I'll check it out. I think it's more than that. But anyway, it's fourteen point eight four points of profit we're showing at the moment. Heading to a big tournament. Obviously, the Asian Swing going on now. We've had the build, the warm up really to essentially the main course, which is this week. It's the Shanghai Masters, the penultimate ATP Tour one thousand event of 2023 and it's a star-studded field it's 128 man joy i had a panic i had a panic up a minute ago sean because my printer only printed off one sheet and i thought carlos agras had uh had pulled out because he had casper ruders the number one seed i didn't realize that was the bottom half of the draw but uh there'd have to be a lot pulled out for him to be the number I one know, seed. I know. It's great isn't he <laughs> anyway he's uh he's, we've got the draw it's 128 uh man field the number 32 seeds all regress through to the round number two, the round of 64, so they have a buy in the first round. 
Um, we had a little bit of indication today with the with the arguably the best four players in this tournament: Medvedev, Sinner, Alcaraz, all in action as well. And I can't remember who Medvedev played. Who did Medvedev play today? He played. He played Zverev today. Zverev today. So arguably the probably the best one of some of the best four players in the world at the moment. And we saw a little bit of what they were about today. Medvedev was very impressive against Zverev. And obviously, Alcaraz was very poor against Yannick Sinner. We're coming to your thoughts on that, on how it will affect the outright market in a minute. But before we go into that, this is the first time this tournament's been played since 2019. Obviously, it come to the ATP Tour in 2009. Uh, the first year it was run by Nikolai Davidenko. Uh, he beat Rafael Nadal. But ever since then, it has been won by the best players in the world. Andy Murray, Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer. And Daniel Medvedev won it in 2019 when he beat Zverev in the final, in a very one-sided final, the last time this was played due to the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. So favourites here on the outright market certainly do have a good record. We've had some shock finalists, but uh, it usually goes to one of the top seeds. I mean, you've got to go back a, a long time to Davidenko, probably in 2019, where it hasn't been won by someone in the top four of the seeds. Um before we go on to that, though, let's have a look at the conditions. Give us your thoughts on the tournament as a whole and uh, what conditions do players have when they arrive in Shanghai this week? Well, if it's the same as it was in 2019 or similar, then it's going to be the quickest Masters 1000 conditions of the year. Uh, it was played on a deco turf, a deco turf, outdoor hard court uh, previously. Uh, it still is uh, on a deco turf, outdoor hard court. I think they're using Wilson balls from the look of what I can see from the people that photos and stuff of people that were warming up. They, they never give you this information on the, on the website. Some, some tournaments do most don't. Um, Wilson is listed in their partners as is Yonex incidentally, but I, I, it looks to me like those are Wilson balls that they're using. If that's the case and the, the court speed hasn't changed from 2019, then I would expect it to be quick. Previously, there were 82% holds of serve and 72.3% first serve points one which makes it quick. 43% of the matches featured a tie break. Um, in short, if it hasn't changed from 2019, it's going to be fast. Or certainly what we would consider in today's terms to be fast. As in not slow, really, is probably the best thing to, to say. Yeah. So if you look at the draw, uh, Alcaraz is in the top half of the draw, along with Andre Rublev. Uh, pass obviously, is the number four seed, but he's in terrible form. He wouldn't say he's in the number four seed in the world. And it looks as though the top half of the draw is a little bit easier than the bottom half of the draw that consists of Yannick Sinner, who just obviously beats uh, Alcaraz this week, uh, this is today, sorry, uh, Daniel Medvedev, and they're playing each other in the final uh, in, in the, the tournament in, um, I can't remember the name. Beijing. In Beijing, I've so yeah. much good. Champions League football's going on at the moment as well. We've got so much going on. So they're there and Zverev as well. So the bottom half of the draw definitely looks the um the tougher section of the draw. I think the top half, barring Alcraz, looks looks rather weak. And Alcraz comes here with a bit of an injury scale playing. Not not he was you said he was uh, bandaged up today, mm. but he 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 didn't play well at all. So he, he possibly could be a fade here. Yeah, I mean, you would think if conditions are quick, which I, I suspect they will be, they always have been in the past, um, and Alcaraz is potentially injured. I mean, I didn't see all of that match by any means. I only saw the last bits of that Alcaraz match against Sinner um, working on this this draw. Uh, and he had a, a bandage on his, what appeared to be a bandage on, on his upper left thigh, Alcaraz. I'm not saying that's the reason that he lost today. It it, it could have been a contributory factor. Um but if you add those two things together, uh, poor poor form today against Sinner, I mean, he wasn't wasn't 
really close in that second set from what I could see. An awful lot of unforced errors. I suspect he's physically not well. Um, and then you throw in these these quick conditions as well. It, it's, it could be ripe for an upset. As you said, um, as far as the, the trends are concerned, one of the top six seeds has always won this title. So no one outside the top six has ever won it. But there have been quite a few big price runners up. 200 to 1 to 100 to 1 runners up in the last four editions. I think off the top of my head, one of them was born a Chorich. I think Bautista Agut as well, I think was another one. Um, so it is quite an interesting one for, for outright. So I've, I've kind of broken it down by quarter. Um, I haven't really gone too far in, in Q1 because Alcaraz is in there. And obviously prior to, to an hour or so ago, we were, we were thinking that he's going to be the, the hot pot in that quarter. But I have got a couple of suggestions in a couple of the other quarters. Well, let's look at the outright market uh, prices at the moment, latest prices with Bet Rivers. And Carlos Alcaraz is the number one seed. The Wimbledon champion is the favourite, plus 190. But he's questionable. The conditions will not suit him. The fact that he's coming in the back of one of his poorest performance of the year against Yannick Sinner today. Daniel Medvedev is obviously in some great form. He's been very consistent this year on hard courts. He's four, uh, plus $4, so he's 4 to 1. He's in the bottom half of the draw. Yannick Sinner is $6. He's also in that bottom half of the draw. Alex Van der Zverev, 16 to 1. He's in the bottom half of the draw as well. So you can see three of the top four away from Alcaraz in that bottom half of the draw. Andre Rublev is 18. Alex Diminois is 28. Stefanos Sissabas is 28. Taylor Fritz, 28. Holgerun is 33, recovering from injury. Herbert Herkas, always a danger on these fast courts, 33. Karen Kachanov, uh, I thought that he potentially could um, could give um, a cause to Alcaraz some problems. He's 33 to 1. And Cam Norrie is 40 to 1. Now, Cam Norrie, you wouldn't, I wouldn't bet him with, without your money, with anyone's money. But then if you look at in the, outside that, you've got TFO, who's playing some, you know, he's had a great year as well. He's in that uh, quarter one. Taylor Fritz, as we've mentioned there, who's 28 to one, he's in that quarter one. Uh, other other potential, Sebastian Corder reached a final this week, but obviously his record in finals is, is pretty poor. Ben Shelton is in the tournament as well. Great uh, US Open as well. And uh, so th this tournament is full of potential winners and upsets. So Christopher Eubanks, Casper uh, Rudd as well. Going to be quick, so we're probably going to look for fast servers, big hitters. Um, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to fade Alcaraz here at plus one ninety personally. Um, but I, I'm after looking at you, Sean, to tell me where the best alternatives in this draw are and where where we can get the value. I think, as far as the value is concerned, I'm looking at Q two and Q three of this draw. The second quarter, I think this is really wide open. You've got Sitsipas who's in no sort of form at all. Um, Rublev, I, I feel like it's probably too quick for him here in Shanghai. I think he likes a bit more time on the ball than he'll get here. Manorino, who's obviously just played a long week in um, Astana. Davidovich Fakina could be a threat if he's in the mood, um, which, you know, we don't know. I might be a little bit quick for him here, but I, I think he could be a threat and if he if he has a, one of his better weeks. Uh, Tommy Paul hasn't been playing well at all since the US Open, really. Um, he could come back to form here, but I, the way that he's looked in the last sort of um, month or so, that's that's not for me. Similar to Cam Norrie, he's, he's not in any sort of form either, and you would have thought that he would like it a little bit slower than you would get here. Struff could be a danger, um, but, you know, he hasn't played a lot of tennis recently. You wouldn't have thought he'd have the, the physicality to go all the way. So I've I've taken a chance here on um, on Hugo Umbert in, the, in this quarter. Uh, on that's the been that... betting weekly game bet match. Thanks very much for joining us. <laughs>
What? I can't believe I'm hearing this. I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance for him to get through this quarter. It's, as I said, it's it's very weak. He's in great form actually at the minute. I know he's cost us a few quid over the years, but I don't mind backing him at this price. He's eighty to one, um, and I think he's got a real chance of getting through this quarter. I mean, he's played some great stuff. He's, he's a player that you've got to back when his confidence is high and these conditions are quick. It was a little bit slow for him in Beijing, and he still played really well. Beat Rublev, took a set off. Um, off Medvedev. Quick conditions. I think he's someone to chuck a bit of pizza money at in the second quarter. I've also got a bet in the third quarter. Do you want me to go on to that? Yes, by all means. Okay, so the third quarter for me, again, pretty weak. You've got Casper Rude in there. Um, doesn't look in the best of physical shape. He was coughing in, in Beijing. I'm not sure he's he's too well. And even if even if he is in peak fitness, you know, uh, uh, fast conditions aren't, aren't uh, helpful for him. Um, Massetti, similarly, I would imagine it would be a bit quick for him. Holger Rune still looks like he's got quite a bit of work to do in terms of physicality and form at the minute after that back injury. Didn't look quite quite up to it in um, in Beijing last week. Echeverry, you know, wouldn't have thought would be anywhere near. Um, so the two that look likely for me are Hercash and, and Diminor. And, and in these conditions, I've, I've taken Hercash 33 to 1 each way. I think this is a a section of the draw that a player with his weapons could progress through. Um, should he get through that section? Yeah, I mean, he's got, he would presumably have a tough semi-final, but, uh, you know, he's beaten Medvedev numerous times. If it is Medvedev that's come through, that does come through there, you would give, you would give Herkash a reasonable chance against what would be a, a tired Medvedev. Um, so I think he's, he's the bet. I think Q4 is, is difficult. There's a lot of players in there that, that could do. Sinner, Shelton, Felix, if he finds his form, Zverev, Korda, Medvedev, that's a, that's a quite a packed quarter. But I think quarter two and quarter three are the ones where you want to be putting your money. You might not be a fan of Umber, <laughs> but uh, he he has a chance in Q2, along with several others. Davidovich is, is another one, as I said, and but Hercash, I think, is my one in Q3. Although Diminor will have his backers as well, because players of his type have gone well here. Uh, Koric, Bautista are good. They've use the conditions to their advantage. So he's another possibility in that third quarter. John, I'm joking about Umber. I actually, I've done my little <laughs> jottings of the draw where I, I see the progression and I concentrated on the top half of the draw rather than the bottom half of the draw because it was definitely the weaker section. I can see Agras getting beat early. I've got Kachanov and I've got TFO in the quarterfinals. In the other quarterfinal, I've got Umber be either Davidovich Rikina or Manorino and I've got Davidovich Rikina. So, I'm, I'm joking. I, I'm joking. So my 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 quarterfinals in that top half of the Kachanov, TFO, or Fritz. I've got TFO stroke Fritz, and I have Umber and I have Davidovich Fikina. So we we're on, the, we're on a similar page, but uh, it's just the fact that it's Hugo Umber, isn't it? I mean, he's cost us so much money. Like, I wouldn't be back. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be backing him as a, like a, a two to one, three to one, four to one favorite in a, in a small tournament, but. At this at this sort of price, I, I don't think you can really go far wrong with that. Even though you, you might get, a, I, I expect you'll get a reasonable run for your money with him. But if he carries on playing the way he played in Davis Cup and and in Beijing, I remember Beijing is another tournament where players have been complaining bitterly about the really slow balls. They use the head balls there that Medvedev said were fluffing up after about one or two games. Very very slow conditions there, particularly at night. Um, certainly when compared to Shanghai. You know, if if it, if it is the same here, if it's the same deco turf as 2019, then this this should reward the um the attacking power players. Just another thing I would have mentioned before we move on to the matches. We've got two 
82 or 1,000 events to come. Obviously, there's a lot of points there. Um, mm. There's the big money tournament in Turin in the tour and the season championships. And I've seen over the years that players come into these tournaments and the players who, who've got an incentive to get into that last, into the spot, the seventh or the eighth spot, really raise yeah. their game. Where we currently stand now, Holger Rune is eighth. He's a he's a, he's a sitting duck as far as I'm concerned. He's, he's going to get... Uh, Alexander Zverev is in seventh. Stefan Tsitsipas can't buy a win at the moment. 3,580 points. If we go to number nine, Taylor, Swift, Taylor Fritz is 3,020. And we have Alex Diminuor in 11, 2,550. So there is a huge motivation for those two players to have a good week this week. They can progress them into the into the into the uh, tour championships at the end of the season. So Taylor Fritz, I believe here, will be very motivated and obviously in conditions fast. I think he could be a, a factor. And I agree with you, Alex Diminuor uh, has got those points that he wants to get into that the tour championships in Italy at the end of in the middle of next month. So that's an incentive, and and it's something that I've used before. Uh, in especially in Paris, and it's been to my benefit. Not so much in recent years because the places have always been sort of, you know, we always know the seven players or the six players, maybe one spot up for grabs. But back in the day, that was something I used to, to make money and used to get some short results. And the players who need those points are actually a little bit more up for the challenge rather than the ones who aren't. That is, yeah, that's certainly a line of of thought that I've had in the past. Um, I would normally perhaps apply it slightly closer to to the the Turin date but still relevant i mean it's, these guys are if, you know if they can get a thousand points or you know 500 points here then that's that's obviously money in the bank for them as far as as far as that's concerned yeah that is that is certainly a motivating factor yeah yeah win here for taylor fritz could take him from ninth into sixth the win for alex dimuar could possibly take him into that eighth spot ahead of holger rune so they are they are players that have have massive incentive this week there are other players who have already got their place carlos Alcaraz, his season's done right is our, our concern I think Alcaraz is just just spent now. Well, I don't want to fade him pretty much for most tournaments. I think his season's done. So uh, there's sort of ways of thinking about it in this time of year. So have a look at that. Head to the Bet Rivers website. The Shanghai tournament, it uh, starts the main draw tomorrow. Now, obviously, I said earlier that the 32 seeds have already got to buy through to the second round. So we were looking at some round one matches. And to be fair, they're not the greatest of rounds. <laughs> Round one matches. I think Storm's going to get a lot better when we get to round two. So let's have a look at the first match we're going to talk about. It's Nuno Borges up against Gregor Berrea. Uh, Berrea is minus 106 to win the match. Uh, Borges is minus 118. The spread is one and a half. And Berrea receives to one and a half start. He's minus 139. And the total here is 22 and a half. These two players have never met before. Uh, but Borges is below Berrea in the rankings, despite uh, being favoured for this match. He's 86 Barrera is 63. But if you look at the hardcourt form, Borges has a lot better season this year. He's 16-9 on a hardcourt compared to Barrera, who is 7 from 11. Um, Borges got beat by a quarter last week in a star in pretty much straight stats. And Barrera's form coming into this tournament has been pretty poor. He got beat by Rodinoff in the first round and he played at the Challenger event uh, in uh, Central Pay where he got beat in the last 16. Um, it's a funny little market, this one, because... There was money for Barrera early doors. And now, as we're going into the match, the money has come for Bourget. So um, I'm not quite sure how you, how you see this one going. I see Barrera as, as pretty good value to win this match, to be honest. If conditions are as quick as I expect them to be, I'd certainly favour the more powerful Barrera versus Bourget, who prefers slower surface, predominantly clay, but he can also play on sort of slowish hard courts. Um, both guys have struggled for form lately. Borges lost eight of his previous 10 matches before 
stealing a win from Mikhail Kukushkin, really, in a star. Kukushkin should have won that in straight sets. Um, Borges really nicked that one from him before he went on to lose to, to Corder, as he just said. Um, Barrev didn't make any impression, really, on the North American hardcourt swing. Um, and he just only won the one match before heading back to home to France. Then he made the semifinals at, in Rennes at challenger level. But it's, it's all about conditions for Barrer. He, he he loves it quick. We know that we know that he enjoys the fastest conditions that we can get on tour. He showed that on grass, making the semifinals in Eastbourne. Played well in Miami as well. Beat Cam Norrie in straight sets comfortably in very quick conditions there. If we look at the 2023 season at main level away from clay, so every other surface, Borges is 310 win-loss, 23% win rate, and a service points one, return points one total of just 92. Barrer, 45% win rate and a total of 100 so some distance ahead there for Barrett. similarly service hold and break totals Borges is just 88 away from clay at main level um this season Barrett's on 100 so substantial difference for Barrett. the risk here obviously is the fact that Barrett hasn't been in particularly great form but I, I'm prepared to to gamble on the fact that conditions will suit him a lot more and suit Borges a lot less um Borges really struggles to return serves against um, against the bigger hitters on the quicker surface. He's only won 31% of return points away from clay this season, and he's only broken serve 11% of the time. So having a lot of difficulty breaking against the bigger hitters in the quicker conditions. So I took Barrera earlier on at um, 1.95. I guess he's a, a similar sort of price to that yeah, now with Bet Rivers. It's, it's quite funny, Sean, because when you played, the money come for Barrera. But now the build-up, Borges is, is seeing some money. So I think you might get a little bit of a better price than the current minus 106. Well, I mean, head to the Bet Rivers website. This match doesn't actually start till Thursday morning. So it's not tomorrow. So there's no immediate rush. But I think you might, if the if the trend continues, the money is coming for Borges. So Barrera currently minus 106. Sean thinks that's a better minus 106. So help yourself to that now. But if you wait till Thursday, I don't think you're going to see much difference in the price that you've, you've currently got on offer. So... Uh, Interesting to see how the market goes because it, the market is undecided about that, but Sean Calvert is absolutely decided that uh, Gregor Barrett is the bet here at minus 106. I mean, the next match we are going to speak about, it, it is, this is also, again, scheduled for Thursday with all the players out for Wednesday. It's a very early start. So uh, head to the Bet Rivers website. There's about 28 different markets on these matches, so a huge amount of props. And you won't get a, a better tennis service than anybody, any other bookmaker stateside than what you receive here with Bet Rivers. But um, this match here, often against Varilas, talking about people who won't be suited by the fast conditions. These two will not be very happy about the conditions here. Sebastian Ofner is minus 225. Varilas is plus 175. And Ofner has come from a pretty tough week. He reached the semifinal in Astana. He's got to travel from Astana across to Shanghai. You're our geographical man. You'll be able to tell me how far that is. But I can't imagine it being a, a very pleasant journey. It's but Ofner, yeah, Ofner is minus 225. Varilas is plus 175. The head-to-head is 1-0 to Varillas. Varillas won on the, in the French Open on clay. And uh, he's a, he's, a really, he's a quite a big underdog here. He's plus 175. Uh, I'm going to give you some props in a minute after you give you your, your thoughts on this match. My thoughts here initially is often a minus 225 after last week. Mm, bit, bit not for me. Yeah, the lean here is Varillas. It, it can't really be confident because of his, his record on, on hard courts, isn't neither is often as often plays mainly on clay as well um but yeah this is two clay quarters playing on a, a quick hard court isn't it and the the idea of this one is is just about offner and, and likely fatigue he looked absolutely shattered against manorino 
uh, in Astana in slow conditions the other day. I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? Um, so very little time for him to prepare. You know, it's not it's not round the corner. It's an eleven hour flight with a layover. There's no direct flights from Astana to Shanghai, so you've got to stop somewhere. Um, and the quickest you'll do it is eleven hours. So he's had to leave Astana at, at some point, get a layover flight, eleven hours. Now he's got to go from a what was a pretty slow indoor hardcore to what will presumably be a very quick outdoor hardcore. So very, very different conditions. He's got very little time to to prepare. Um, I would have preferred this, if I'm back in Vrilas, I would have preferred this match to be Wednesday rather than Thursday. That's given often perhaps a little bit of time to to sort of prepare. But you know, Vrilas can play on hardcore. He beat Kekmanovic at the US Open over five sets. I mean, I think it was four sets in, in the end, that match. But you're beating Kekmanovic at the US Open you're you're a decent hardcore player. Now he hasn't shown it so far in his career. That that's for sure. It probably will be too quick for him. But the lean here has to be Virilis. I couldn't possibly back Offner at that price. Yeah, Virilis plus uh, one seventy five. I I like the the handicap here. I, I I'm a little bit more um more careful on on the spreads and on 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 these kind of bets. I mean, I, the amount of times I bet someone at plus one seventy five has lost in a third set tiebreak and got the value. And I think the three and a half here, we're just getting a three and a half start. I know it's quite short. It's minus 136 with Bet Rivers, but you can go to the website and you can move the toggle across the widget at the bottom, whichever you use it in the American terms, we can toggle widget or, or, or button. Uh, you can get a two and a half start. You might get about plus 110 for that. But I think Verilla's getting the start is a decent bet here because it might take off no bit of time. He could lose the first set. There's 28 different props on this market. So head to there. Look look for angles to get with Verilla's in set one. And the total here is 22 and a half. And it's pretty much... Uh, you take your pay your money, take your choice with over my, minus 106 and under minus 121. Uh, two players that probably will be suited by the conditions, unlike the last two we spoke about, is Aslan Karatsev and Quinton Halis. Uh, both like it fast, both like um, hitting the ball quite hard and powerful. And um, the price here is Aslan Karatsev minus 225, Quinton Halis is plus 175. Now, if anybody watched Halis at Wimbledon this year, you'd be Going down the mortgage, you're going down the bank and all that your life savings betting it at plus 175. But since then, he's had he's done absolutely nothing. Uh, he's lost his last three matches in challenger events and tournaments and the first round of the US Open, first round of Winston Salem, lost in Bundesliga events, lost in port in challenger events after losing to Sinner at Wimbledon, really struggling for confidence. But on his days, he's a proven performer here. And he plays Karatsev, who is minus 225. These two are no strangers to each other. They have met for, uh, three times before. Uh, Karatsev leads 2-1 on their head-to-head. Uh, two of them, though, were in, or all three of them were actually in challenger events and future events. They haven't met on the main tour before. Um, my first reaction here, Sean, is this, like, if Halley's can turn that Wimbledon fall, and he's a big price. The spread here is minus two and a half, and the total is very high, 23 and a half, with over minus 105. Um, what do you think of this one? I'm not, I think it's, if Halley's is fit, it's, it's a it's a bettable price, this. I think it's a, a big if, because as you said, he's he's not done anything since Wimbledon. The, the last time I saw him play, actually, well, I saw him play in Winston-Salem as well, but um, where he was poor, but Prior to that was Wimbledon when he played Yannick Sinner with a, a strapping on his leg that day. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's only played four matches since then and lost all of them. He might have played a bit of Bundesliga as well, but he's barely played since Wimbledon. I, 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 that can't be a... You know, there must be a reason for that. And I suspect it's that injury or another injury. Um, but it, but if he's fit, conditions should suit him. They should suit both men, as you said, um, Karatsev as well. They've met three times, as you said. Halis was around about a 1.5... 
uh, minus two dollar favorite both times they met at challenger level um and as far as the head-to-head's concerned both men won 67 percent of service points and around about 33 34 percent of return points cats have held 89 percent of the time halise 82 percent of the time so you know pretty close-ish head-to-head um if you if we just take the stats for uh, for outdoor hard at main level 2023 um it's actually Helis that's got a slight advantage. He's got a service points one and return points one total of 102 compared to Karatsev's 101. And Helis has held serve 88% of the time at main level on outdoor hard this season. You would have thought the conditions here would suit him. I think it's just a question of, is he fit? I mean, this is a mandatory, so he might just be coming in here because he feels like he has to. Um, that's what kind of puts me off backing him on the handicap is if he's not if he's not up for this, that's that's a bad situation to be in. I quite like the look here of a set one tie break um, between these two. 3.35, that was, plus 235 at Bet Rivers earlier on. Not sure if that line's changed, but that's kind of where I'd be looking here with based on how these two play and, and the conditions that I'm expecting. Yeah, exactly. That, the, you know, the totals, the totals are which are 23 and a half, which is the highest on the next two days and get a very favourable price on the first set tie break, which is a good way of thinking there to get with the games on your side. So that's Karatsev v. Halis. Uh, we expect a long match, and the first set could go all the way to a tiebreak. Remember to check the Bet Rivers website and click on the little button when they've got the extra bets. Whole host of markets there for this tournament here in Shanghai. Um, next match, Mute. Oh, well, how do you read this guy? Uh, he's, he's a quarantine Mute. I know you've seen him a few With times. With difficulty. Oh, it's just impossible to to have any lead, have, have any read on this guy. This match is actually tomorrow. So this is a 3.10 a.m. start tomorrow morning, Eastern time. So if you want to have a bet on this match, you're going to have to bet to Bet Rivers' website early. But he's playing Mackenzie McDonough, who's had a long season and not in great form. He's lost his last two matches coming into this tournament. Hasn't looked great, has looked exhausted. Uh, Mackenzie McDonough is a heavy favourite on minus 305. Mute is capable of winning this, but he's also capable of blowing six match point opportunities. He's plus 235. The spread is three and a half, and the total here is 21 and a half. I can imagine you here, Sean, going with some kind of strategy where the game takes a big turn. Mute takes a lead, McDonald comes back, Mute takes a lead, and then it's who holds the nerve at the end. So I think this is a great training game for in-play betting. If you take the Mute plus 235, I'm sure you're able to take McDonald at a plus money price at some stage throughout the duration of this match. So a perfect in-running match, this one that's in, in its entirety. I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole if I was going to have a bet, but uh, you, you, you've highlighted it, so there must be an angle. Yeah, I just wonder if Mute's box of tricks might have its moments against against McDonald here. McDonald doesn't have a great record against left-hand, as I've, as I've mentioned before, and he's he's coming off a horrible loss last week from 6-2, 5-1 up against Dimitrov. You know, it's, it's not the first time he's lost from that sort of position. Did it again last week. That can't be good for the morale, particularly at this stage of the season. Uh, as I say, he doesn't have a great record against left-handers. If we look at his record against them at main level, he's got a 42% win rate and a service points one and return points one total of 97. Now, if we can compare that with his all-time record against all players, left and right, uh, his record is much better. Well, a reasonable amount better, 47% win rate and a total of 100. So there's definitely a, a weakness there against left-handers. Um, we know Mute has got all sorts of tricks in his box. That The concern is that he had a wrist injury earlier on in the season. I'm not entirely sure that that's completely fixed itself. He seems to be slicing the backhand quite a bit. Um, Mute, I'm not sure he's 
quite over that yet. But McDonald may well start slowly after that after that horrible match against against Dimitrov that ended so badly for him, and it might take him a while to come to terms with what Mute brings to the court. We've already seen one default this week, haven't we? In, in um, yeah, that was amazing. In Shanghai, so, so Mute he's going to want to catch up. He's not going to be want going to want to be out defaulted by somebody else. So <laughs> expect some fireworks from him. Yeah. Um, the lean here, I've gone over 21 and a half games. Um, that was 1.91 with Bet Rivers when I looked at this earlier. I think this could be a real, a real swingy one, as you say, a, a real trade. Maybe get with Mute early on. If he takes a lead, I wouldn't be sure he's going to see out a set. Maybe mm. to get on McDonald then, that sort of thing. I think this could be a, an interesting one. I think this is a great game for tennis traders. If you want to bet the plus money on two players and try locking a profit, this is the this is the perfect match for you. Take the Mute price now. Head to the bet rivers right. Watch it. You'll be able to watch it. You better live stream it once you place that initial play. You'll be able to watch the match. You will have a moment where I think you'll be able to bet both bet both of these players at a decent plus money price. And then it says who else in the herve at the end of it. So uh, a real swingy match there, Mute against Mackenzie McDonald. Uh, the final match uh, in Shanghai is Alexandra. Vukic, he's up against Roberto Kabayash Bainer. Uh, Vukic is minus 265, a very, very heavy favourite. Kabayash Bainer is uh, plus 205. But we have seen at Wimbledon this year, and we had seen um, at the US Open against Holker Rune, that uh, Kabayash Bainer can produce something. You know, for years, he was someone to oppose on quick surfaces, and it might be too quick for him in this time around. But he can produce a match. Uh, a win out of nothing when he's not expected. Vukic uh, has come through qualifying here. He got beat by an Alti in the last qualifying round, but he's got a place as a lucky loser. And his form coming into it has been pretty dreadful, but he has been um, nibbled at in the betting to minus 265. But Kobash Baino, you know, I, I think plus 205 here is, 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 a, is an interesting proposition because he... he he just surprises you in sometimes when you expect him not to do much. Um, I don't know if you're the same thoughts as me here. These guys, these two players have never met before. Um, but Kabash Mayna plus two hundred five. I think that's a little bit generous for him. Yeah, I'm not so sure this is automatically going to go the way of Vukic as the odds makers oh. are suggesting, and and the, the betters are apparently coming for it. I, I certainly couldn't back Vukic at that price. You know, he's shown very little since a, a very good U.S. hard court summer where he made the final of Atlanta. Uh, lost four of his last five matches, as you said. Lost to Taro Daniel when we, we backed him to beat Taro Daniel, didn't we, in um, in Chengdu. Won the first set, couldn't keep his level up. Started making errors and Daniel just just sort of took advantage as as Karbayash Baena will do. They're very similar kind of players. Um, he will take advantage if Rukic can't keep his, his, his good level up. I took a look at um, uh, Karbayash Baena's record against big servers. He has got a habit of keeping things close, particularly recently. He's played a tie-break in six of the nine matches and five of the last six that he's played against Cressy, Berrettini, Anderson, Query, and Nick Kyrgios. And he's won two of the last three of those matches that I just mentioned. So he's been decent against big servers. He's also got a very good record against Nicholas Jarry. He's beaten him five times. I know some of them were on clay, but one was on hard. Um, and he's beaten him twice at altitude as well. So, and he also has a good record at altitude. Um, does Carbage Bain, as you said, he beat Rune at the US Open, went pretty close against Karatsev as well. The match after that went that's a, a long four with the big hit in Karatsev. After the US Open, he's gone to Seville at the Challenger and won that tournament there. So, he's you know, he's feeling good about himself, um, about his tennis at the minute. So, I, unless Vukic plays a really clean match, you know, which he might, um, I think there's there's more miles in this than than people think. 
Um, there's, there's two options here. Either take the over 22 and a half total games. That was 2.04. That was a plus 104 chance of Bet Rivers earlier on. Or if you want a slightly bigger price, um, the over 10 and a half games in set one was a, a 3.4 plus 240 chance of Bet Rivers earlier on. Those are the options. If you want to be a bit expansive, go for the set one overs. If you want to play it slightly safer, but the over 22 and a half games. I've gone for the over 22 and a half, 22 and a half games here, but that's the line of thinking on this one. Yeah, both those markets are still available on the Bet Rivers website on the Vukic uh, Karbash Bainer match. I'm trying to try and see when that, do you know when that one is? that tomorrow? Is that tonight? I've not seen the schedule, to be honest. Uh, let me just try and find it. I think I'm trying, I'm looking at the schedule here. I can't see it in today's schedule, tomorrow's schedule. I think that's the early hours of Thursday morning as well. So the only match that I believe here that starts tomorrow morning, because we're, we're recording this now on Tuesday, and the early hours on Wednesday morning stateside would be Mute against McDonald. All the other four matches start on the early hours of Thursday morning. So you have a little bit of time to to place your bets, but the lines could move very quickly because the power of Calvert makes the lines move very very quickly. Uh, Sean, just give us your um, your quick rundown of your bets here uh, for Shanghai. Uh, we'll start off with your outright picks. Who's your outright picks? Yeah, two small each way bets. Um, Ugo and Bear eighty to one, uh, and her, uh, Hubert Hercash thirty three to one. Both those each way. Um, as far as the match bets are concerned, I've just got two in what looks a uh, not the most appealing round one card, to be perfectly honest. Um, but the one these I really like these two, which is uh, Gregoire Barrere to beat um, Nuno Borges. That's a 1.95 chance with Bet Rivers. And the, the one I just mentioned, we just talked about a minute ago, which is over 22 and a half uh, total games between Vukic and Karbash Barrera. That should be around about plus 104 Bet Rivers. Yeah, plus 104, the over 22 and a half games, and minus 106 in American odds. Gregor Barrera up against Nuno Borges. But the line may go bigger on that because the money is coming for Borges in the last hour or so. So it might be worth holding on to your to, to press that button to have a bet. Um, remember, there's four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. You can also follow us on our standalone and uh, very, very popular YouTube channel, Betting Weekly Studios. Uh, amazing response of the followers there. We've only been having web, the podcasts, uh, sorry, the YouTube channel for a few weeks now, but over a thousand of you have subscribed to that. Please keep subscribing to that. Tell your friends to subscribe to that as well. Known to tennis, there's some brilliant content on there. The Ryder Cup content last week, we had winners galore. Uh, we had some excellent runs on the on the soccer this weekend. The Premier League, Jack Wright, our handicapper in the Premier League, had a clean sweep. His third clean sweep in four uh, weeks. And also the Champions League action is just going to skick off in about an hour's time there over in the UK. But tomorrow on Wednesday, huge matches in the Champions League as well as the Europa League. And all the all the brilliant handicappers have you covered on there. And you can also follow us out on our Twitter account and our Instagram account at Because We Win. It's the handle on both of those. And the Instagram account has a lot of exclusive content that isn't available on the Twitter account. So please give us a follow, give us a like, give us a review. Any questions you have for Sean, uh, please uh, bear that in mind uh, and give us a shout on that. I know Sean likes to ask your questions. And I do have a question, Sean. It's from Sean, another Sean. But this guy, it's this guy, Sean, is Ireland. And he's actually tweeted me as we're live on air. He's asked me to ask you, what are your thoughts on the final tonight in Beijing or tomorrow morning in Beijing? Tomorrow, 7.30 Eastern time, Yannick Sinner faces Daniel Medvedev. Uh, Daniel Medvedev has an overwhelming head-to-head record against Yannick Sinner. I think it's 6-0. He always beats mm. the Italian when they play. He's minus 167 currently with Bet Rivers, plus 138 for Yannick Sinner. The spread is one and a half and the total is 22 and a half. Uh, what are your thoughts on that final tomorrow in Beijing? 
Nothing like putting me on the spot, is there? Um, <laughs> I haven't thought about it, but it's it's difficult to really suggest Sinner, isn't it, on the basis of, of the head-to-head that you just mentioned there. He's going to have to do something different if he's going to beat Medvedev. Um, you know, the people that have had success against Medvedev, they have tended to use that servant volley. Is Sinner capable of doing that? I kind of thought he was at one stage, but he didn't really do it. I think the last time I remember these two playing was was the final in Miami, wasn't it? When we had Sinner, you were there, weren't yeah, you? The, yeah. That tournament. And he didn't, I know he had a sort of physical problems in the final, Sinner. As, as vertigo, wasn't it? Vertigo. He had, he, I don't know what was wrong with him. He's suffering from vertigo. Something was wrong with him, but assuming he's fit, which is never a given, um, he's going to have to do something different. He's going to have to come to the net more than perhaps he's comfortable doing. Um, if he doesn't do that, I, I can't see him outlasting Medvedev in what are normally slow, what are slow conditions. It's a night match, this, is it? Yeah, 7.30 Eastern time. So that'll be 12.30 our time over here. So I don't know what the difference is from here to... About seven hours, isn't it? Ish. So it'll be about seven in the evening, yeah. Half yeah, seven. slow slow conditions at night with these slow balls. I think Sinner will find it difficult. I, I would assume Medvedev will, would win that, is, is the short answer, unless Sinner comes up with something different. Yeah, um, and Medvedev is the favourite, minus 167. Head to the BetRivers website. Currently 36 different markets available on that final tomorrow morning in Beijing. It's 7.30 start. You can have a bet. You can watch on your way to work. Have a cup of coffee before you start. And hopefully Medvedev gets the job done and wrapped up very easy for Sean's pick. So there it is. That's the ATP short Shanghai, the 1000 event, the penultimate 1000 of the 2023 season. Where's it all gone? Uh, we'll be back on Thursday and Friday this week to look ahead to more action. It's going to be great tennis this week in the latter stages when the big seeds get going. And uh, hopefully we can get some uh, someone through it, a nice big price to carry on this fantastic run we're on. Uh, congratulations, Sean, on your winner last week on Manorino. Hopefully we can go cash and more tickets this week. Uh, take care, everyone. Good luck with your bets. And we'll speak to you again on Thursday. Take care.